everybody, this is Lindsay Monroe. I am walking across the country from South Carolina to hopefully San Francisco. So I hope you uh, listen in and enjoy the trip. Oh, Lindsay's got a plan to walk from sea to shining sea and meet the many people who make up this country. So turn in every week to hear her stories along the way as Lindsay walks across the USA. Hello, Lindsay. Hi, Jake. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing very good, thank you. Uh, so, it seems like there have been a few things going on. Uh, what would you like to talk about? All of the amazing people in Farmington, the town that I've been living in for the past week and a half, uh-huh. is pretty cool. I didn't know anything about it the last time. You know, I had been here maybe two full days the last time we talked. Yeah. So, you know, I've gotten to know my host better and the community that like surrounds them and i could totally live here uh-huh. <laughs> uh it's like every time you turn around you're meeting a new kind of cool funky artist and the art down here is so different and interesting and like it's just whatever you feel and however you you know i don't know it's hard to explain you have to come down here everyone's so cool well, you are here. You're in Georgia. Yeah, that's right. But you're on the coast. It's probably different. Uh, yeah, I think it's not quite as funky out here. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe, like, one of the things I feel like I've learned from your trip is that, um, you know, you just, like, keep running into these people and these things. Like, the, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you found camels and, yeah, yep. you know, that... Uh, iron horse in the middle of a field to put like oh, okay so that though isn't weird so this iron horse um i didn't know what it was but phil who's a sculptor you know and all of, he, and most of the, his friends are like sculptors but because they have the art gallery that he's the president of so the gentleman today that i, I met a gentleman today that was amazing um and he was working at the art gallery today because he hangs his work there. So they all have to kind of do their share of work and they can hang their work. And then obviously if they're there, though, they sell more of their work to any customers. But anyways, uh, the Iron Horse there was our professor of art. I'm assuming a, you know, sculpting professor was welding together this horse in like the basement of uh, one of the buildings at the University of Georgia, which is in Athens. And he put it out on the lawn and the, like it was the fifties. So it was 1954, I believe. So all students freaked out and they started a fire under it. And they were like, it was just like chaos, like pure chaos. They thought it looked satanic. It was kind of one of the first big welding um, art projects too like welded iron mm-hmm. so it was very confusing to, to these like college students which this was to be reminded so the school hid the horse in like a warehouse for five years and then I believe another professor there then was like hey I have this huge farm like 12 miles south from here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that on the property so it's been sitting there since 1959 on this farm, Walkinsville, and um, it was on my path. It was literally on my walk. But that's how everything around here is, is like you're surrounded by art. Artists could be, you know, 
I don't know. It's very liberal. It, and they all say, like, you're in an oasis here in this area around Athens and Farmington. Like, it's not like any other place in Georgia. Like, it's not like any place I've ever been. I mean, it's awesome. I believe REM started in Athens. So that's all everyone talks about down here. Yeah. And I saw, I saw Michael Stipe's, like, four houses in uh, Athens today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Phil cleans his gutters. Sure. Um, so we, they gave me a little tour today. And, oh, yeah, he owns, like, those four houses. I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, I cleaned his gutters last week, you know. <laughs> um, and then I met this really kind of wacky, funny, awesome um, jewelry and, like, glass-making artist who was at the gallery. So I met her at the gallery, and then she came over and helped Gina uh, make a bracelet for her mother for Christmas, and then she had all her jewelry out, and she's like, let's make some bracelets for ourselves. So we sat there and made jewelry together, and she came down here because of R.E.M. Like, she kind of dated, if you will, uh, Mike Mills, so, and she knew, like, all the guys around them, so she kind of came down here with the whole R.E.M. thing, then left and then came back. I guess everybody always comes back to Farmington, Athens area. It's one of those places. Hmm. But yeah, so we sat in the dining room and made jewelry all night and talked and had a good time and then saw her the next day and she gave me another like necklace to take with me that she made. She's like, like pick your favorite color. And I was like, well, those are my favorite colors. She's like, all right, wear this on your journey, you know? And But yeah, what did I, yesterday, here's the thing I wanted to, um, mm-hmm. So how I was saying it's such like an artist community. So Phil, who, if you talk to anyone else, they're like, he's brilliant. Like he's amazing what he knows and his work and he makes big toys, you know, it's really funny. Uh, A guy that he worked with and that he knows from UGA that he said he used to work like side by side with, um, has had some medical issues, but is retired from the university of Georgia and they called him and they needed him to clean out his studio, which is filled with these giant, I'm talking, it took about 17 people's pickup trucks and like a rider storage truck to get all of his sculptures out of the studio. But here's all these people showing up, all with pieces of his sculptures, and um, Phil picked me up and was like, hey, we're going to go unload some art, have some lunch, and yeah, let's go. I was like, all right. And so we're taking all these pieces and putting them into a storage place on their property. But when you pull up to their house, like the gates to their house is art. There's all these giant sculptures all over the lawn. And when you walk into their house, and it looks like a museum of art. It's outstanding. And then you go into their bathroom, and it's a greenhouse with plants everywhere. I mean, they're just like so cool and interesting and uh the cool part too is that phil knew like so all these sculptures are in pieces and phil knew exactly how every single one of them like went together how they were stacked and how they sat next to each other i was like that was impressive and like just someone cares when you can see them you know be able to do that it's like he really appreciates this guy's art you know mm-hmm. so then i had to hang out with all these awesome artists and like sculptors uh, helping out, you know, someone move something and they have like a huge, you know, kind of party with food and 
beer and wine and cookies and burgers and you name it. So, yeah, that was yesterday, I think. So, actually, I met this amazing guy uh, on one of my walks the other day. I was trying to get to this place called Skull Shoals, which is like an old uh, mill town. That's a ghost town now. It's just foundations and like a bridge on the Oconee River. And I'm like trying so hard to figure out where like the foundations are. And when you're walking anytime there's a skate park or like a really cool thing to see, it's always like eight miles in a dead end and then eight miles back out. Mm. So so then I'd have to go turn all the way around and come back the exact seven miles I just walked. So I thought I could get there pretty quick and I couldn't. And I started walking down the street and I was like, I'm going to be out here forever. And I just got frustrated, so I kind of went down and I walked through this campground hoping that I could actually just walk on the side of the river because it was a mile away from where I was standing, this Mm -hmm. place, okay, that I'm trying to get to. And you couldn't walk. There was no path. There was no way. The river water was too high. So I was like, all right, I give up. Maybe Phil and Gina will, like, drive me there, you know, tomorrow or something. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm walking around, and I'm actually almost at the Iron Horse again because that's where I still had started me, so I was going to end my day there. You know, I'm just making sure I get all my miles in. And this, this really sweet man whose car I had seen in the campground, and I think I actually disturbed him while he was, like, meditating by the river with my, like, stomping around. And uh, he saw me, like, kind of walking up and down the road a couple times, so I think he thought I was lost. And so he pulls up in this big van, you know, the kind of van that you could totally have, like, a bed and, like, a refrigerator in. Yeah. And he's like, hey, are you okay? Like, do you need a ride somewhere? I kind of saw you walking in circles in the campground. And then, uh, you know, now you're on, like, a major road. Like, are you, do you need anything? And I was like, no, no, you know, I'm out here on purpose. I'm walking across the country. Immediately, I already knew I liked him. He had this, like, stained glass peace sign, like, hanging from his rear view mirror. And he had all these, like, animals, like, you know, bird feathers. And the nicest smile. And you could just tell that, like, he was just a gentle soul, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, I hitchhiked across the country twice. Uh, you know, it's beautiful, but it's a little more dangerous now. And we're talking and he's telling me about being robbed while he was hitchhiking across. And I'm like, maybe, maybe I don't need to hear these stories. No, I do. It's good. It's good safety tips, you know? Yeah. So then he's like, did you want to go to that Skull Shoals? He's like, I'll drive you. I was like, okay. So he drives me to Skull Shoals. He's basically like my own personal tour guide because he lives in the area and he's been there a bunch of times. So he's giving me his own personal tour of the um, state park, which was really cool. And then he gave me like a half hour. He didn't, we were both on the same property. We're the only two people there. And he was like sitting by the river, enjoying like the wind on his face. He actually, you know, told me that. And uh, I was kind of running around taking pictures and there will be a picture of him on the website that I'll be posting as soon as I can. And then I was like, oh, my ride is coming. Like, I got to get back to get to the Iron Horse and then get picked up. So he brought me back there. And uh, then he friended me on Facebook. And there's the school bus graveyard in Georgia somewhere. 
And I don't even want to say it because I don't want too many people going there until I go photograph it. Then everyone can go there. Okay. Um, so I see these pictures and I was like, oh my God. And I'm at brunch with Justina. I go, uh, this guy, the guy I told you I met the other day, he just posted these pictures. Do you know a Peter Luce? They're like, yeah, yeah, we, of course. He goes to the gallery and he's in our group and everything. I was like, oh my God, like that's really cool. So as we're driving back from brunch, I see this truck outside that's painted, like art, you know, really cool. And I was like, oh my God, who's truck? They're like, oh, that's Peter. He's the guy who painted that bus. I'll go introduce you. So they introduced me. And Gina is like, oh, Lindsay's a woofer. She's walking across the country. And he's like, I did that. <laughs> 1982, you know, it took me a year and a half, though. He's like, I kind of went zigzagging all over the place. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I had already wanted a picture of him and his truck, and he did not paint that truck. That is not his art. So that is some guy near Chapel Hill in North Carolina named Clyde, who he completely admires. And Clyde doesn't even drive a car. He only has a tractor. But his yard is just filled with art and everything and he painted this truck and he doesn't drive so so he has this truck um but i'm a huge fan of peter's work i really love his work and i love that he comes to work at the gallery and he's covered in paint his pants are covered in paint and i'm sure that they're clean everything it's just you can't get that paint out and he has a coat that he has people sign that he, like, enjoys being around. So he, he asked me to sign his coat that he wears everywhere. So I signed his coat. Um, and we just kind of hung out eating pecans that I was supposed to be picking. And we were just eating them. Because <laughs> uh, there's a big pecan tree right next to the gallery. Mm-hmm. And we just talked life, nature, the beauty of being outside and being able to take pictures and yeah, it was just really, I, I, if anyone that could ever play him in the movie, if there was a movie, he'd have to play himself. Like nobody could do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this is all because Gina and Phil have the, the most amazing community of people around them because they're amazing and wonderful and don't want me to leave and leaving them is going to be very, very difficult, you know, it gets harder every day. But you're still walking every day. No, I haven't been doing a lot of walking. No, mm. I've been doing a lot of uh, enjoying where I am, which yeah. is part of the journey. And we've had some really weird weather days. And the guy that I'm going to go stay with in Monroe, which is about 30 miles, um, his house is 30 miles from here. So on Wednesday, I'm going to start walking towards Monroe. I'm probably going to spend one more night with Phil and Gina. And then the next day, I'll be at his front doorstep. Okay. Uh, and one conversation that, like, Tim and I and every other person who, like, knew about my journey was, like, take time, you know, and, like, absorb and enjoy everything. And in the beginning, I think I got frustrated a little bit because I was like, oh, there's rain. Like, I just want to keep moving forward. And this was the first time I had people, you know, had people who had the time and, you know, could keep me this long where they could drive me around and like, show me things and bring places and, and introduce me to all of their amazing friends and artists who I get to go hang out with. You know, I mean, the, their lifestyle is 
fantastic and I love it. And I wish I could, you know, I was, I was like, I'll come back every year and hit pecans, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll do this once a year. Like I would love to do that. And I think I picked like 50 pounds worth of pecans in the last couple of days. So I was enjoying like picking pecans and watching the, the sunset because the sunsets in this town are people drive from like couple towns over i'd say like 20 miles in every direction just to see the sunset in farmington because it's outstanding and i posted a couple pictures of them mm-hmm. so i mean i i sat next to like a hay bale and there's pecan nuts all around me watching the sunset and i actually just sat down and was like yeah this this is this is good this is awesome then i got my camera and i ran over and took a bunch of pictures so i've gotten the most photography out of being in this this spot and that's what the journey is about and it was nice to remember that and really focus on photography and I have had my camera with me like every second of every day just in case Mm -hmm. so it's been really good on that end yeah so the walking has become kind of like the fourth most important thing on the list right now but the adventure is not about walking 50 miles every day it's about really getting to know the people and the places that I am, right. you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I saw that you you had your first encounter with the police. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That was an exciting day. You'd think it would have happened already because, you know, I didn't even have the no baby on board sign for the first, you know, three weeks. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Like, I was talking to some friends about it um, or about your trip mm-hmm. just the other day. And that was one of the questions they asked, like, what, how have the police, you know, has she had to deal with the police? And I was like, I don't know. I haven't actually talked to her about that. I'll have to ask her. And then the next day you posted on Facebook. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. This was the first uh, police officer to stop me. And I was, like, really excited because I was like, oh, my God, finally. Like, I'm really shocked this hasn't happened. And not that the police would be bothering me, but that. Because so many people gave me the worst looks and, like, yelled at me and offered me rides that I was like, huh. Like, one of them is definitely going to call the cops and be like, there's some crazy girl on this busy road pushing a baby. Like, it's positive that was going to happen. And even people can't read my sign as they're driving past me. So I'm pretty sure that, you know, people still think I have a baby with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was walking down a busy road. And it was getting dark, but I knew it was getting dark. And it was just that I went with um, Gina to work at Union Point and then was, you know, working my way back to their house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I knew that she got out of work at 530, so we would be right around dusk, you know, she'd be picking me up. So all of a sudden I see, and I saw this cop car go by me. And then maybe 15 minutes later, the cop car comes up with his lights on and I'm like, hi, you know, big smiles and everything. And he looked like so guilt, like he felt <laughs> so bad. And I was like, how's it going? And I'm waving at him and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Are those lights in, like in your face? I'm like, yeah. So he kind of changed them so they weren't in my face. And then uh, he's like, Hi, so, and then I'm sorry, this is so rude. I'm yelling at you through a window. Let me come out. So he comes out of the car, comes out. I introduce myself, shake his hand. He's like, I'm really sorry about this. I got a phone call that there was some girl walking down the side of 
scene and it's getting dark and she seems confused or something. Uh, you look like you are supposed to, like, you're purposely out here. Like, you know, I have a water pack on me and all these running clothes and sweatshirts. And, yeah, I, I look like I should be out there. And so he felt really guilty about disrupting me. I was like, oh, no. Like, thank you for stopping. I appreciate it. Uh, you never know if someone's in trouble. So that's great. I was like, yes, I am out here on purpose. I'm walking across the country. And I just started talking to him. And I'm like, oh, I mean, you know, I have a card. So he said, if you see, you know, if you go back to the, you know, where you work and tell everyone, because I'm like, I see cop cars all the time. I was like, it'd be great for them to say hi and check on me because you never know if I just had a bad interaction with somebody or, you know, it could be a good idea to just, and he's like, I will tell everyone I know. And then we were talking more. I was like, no, you know, I'll be safe. You know, my, my friend Gina, she's picking me up. She works at the post office in Union Point. She's on her way back. He's like, oh, wait, uh, he's like, that's my post office. Like, what does she look like? I'm like, you know, she's five foot nothing, maybe a hundred pounds. He's like, short brown hair. I was like, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I know her. It's a small town, small areas, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, all right, nice to meet you. Thank you so much. You know. Mm-hmm. He goes on his way, and then the next day, I was walking, um, and another police officer. He didn't even put his lights on. He just kind of. Boop, boop, you know, put his blinker on and pulled over. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was an official stop. And he's just like, hey, how's it going? He just, where'd you start today? I was like, oh, you know, up by Cold Spring Road. He's like, all right, where are you headed? I was like, Iron Horse. He's like, that's good for you. Stay safe. Keep an eye out. And just kept going. So I knew word had gotten around. Jamal, the first officer that I met, had definitely passed the word on. So that was kind of cool. Having the cops looking out for you is never a bad thing, you know, when you're walking on the side of the road. So, yeah, well, it sounds like you had a great week. I did, and I give most of the credit to, to Gina and Phil taking such good care of me. And They're like, you've already done all your hours working. Let's just hang out. And, and even the pictures I've taken, I've taken some pictures of Phil's work and everything, and I'm going to make him business cards. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, I can get him business cards for a Christmas present. He already knows about it, so I'm not selling these. Um, <laughs> so I've been able to help them just with photographs. You know, that was what I have, the one talent or trade that I could really offer, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be able to give that. So, so, like, Gina and Phil, I was like, you can have all the pictures I've taken. You can do whatever you want with them. Yeah, they're yours, you know. But that's my gift to you for taking me in and taking such good care of me. And their dog, Radar, and their cat, Iggy, waking me up every morning by jumping in bed with me. <laughs> <laughs> I love them. Their pets are fantastic. And I take care of the birds every morning, so... Little farm life for me. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Sounds like it's agreeing with you. Yeah, I like it. It's better than being cooped up in front of my computer, you know, mm. photoshopping and even bartending, which is great because I like to meet people. But I like feel like I always lived in a cage, so <laughs> I feel like I'm a free wild animal again. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yeah. Cool. 
another 45 minutes of Lindsay's blah. Come on. No, you know what I mean. Yeah. It, it, no, it's a memory. It, it is somewhat a memory dump because, like, when I'm taking pecans all day, I'm, not, I'm talking to myself all day about all the things I've experienced. So when I finally, like, talk about it versus just talking to myself, it's like all these things come rushing back. And it's, I mean, it's wonderful. I've had a really, really great experience so far. Yeah. It'll be kind of interesting, you know, like when you're, when you're done in however many months. Right. Like you could, you could li- listen back to it all if you wanted to. I mean, I don't know how much. Yeah. Uh, I guess that'll be. It'll be a lot of hours. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like nine hours of stuff, but, or no, longer, longer than that. 20 hours, 18. Yeah. It'll, yeah. It'll be probably be 18 hours. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually was talking about that with, um, with Peter, Peter Luce today when he was, we were talking about like, um, photo books because he put the guy who painted his truck. He put together a little book, like, installation of all of that guy's artwork. And so I was like, yeah, like, I kind of, you know, I definitely want to do a photo book once I'm done with this trip. Like, you know, captions, maybe a paragraph here and there, and pictures. Like, but a picture book. I, I like picture books. Those are short and easy leads, you know? Yeah. And uh, I said, and the best thing is, I said, I'm doing a podcast once a week with my stepbrother. So... I do listen to them. I was like, but I, I kind of like to wait a couple of weeks so that I can experience the experience I had over again once I've been out of it. And it's a different kind of emotion. I said, so when I'm done, if I need to like figure out a fact from a week or something that I was feeling, I can go back to the podcast and listen to it. So that's a really great tool to have. Because I suck at blogging, I'll be honest. I consider the Facebook posts my blogging rather than actually writing a blog. So my podcast, the podcast is the blog. Yeah, I mean, it's blogging is, yeah, I can see that would be difficult to do on the road. I'm tired at the end of the day. I don't want to sit down and write. I, most days when I'm walking, I'm exhausted. I, I have enough energy to, like, change into some new clothes, eat a lot of food because there's a lot of calories I have to put back in my body, drink enough water. Mm-hmm. And then I'm exhausted and I just want to go to bed. I don't want to sit there and write anything. So I have to wait for the book. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't always have internet access. So I'm always very behind. So the podcasts are the most up-to-date Facebook and podcasts are the most up-to-date ways that I can communicate what's going on, which is, awesome that I can do that, you know? Because mm-hmm. when Peter walked across the country, he didn't even, like, tell anyone. He just left. He was like, peace, yeah, I'm going to go do my thing, and I'm going to go connect with nature, and there's no keeping in touch with people back then, you know? Right. Or how amazing is that I get to take a picture of him in front of his truck outside of a gallery, and immediately put it on Facebook, and have him write right underneath it like you know like you said in the past like that's the times when you meet someone you have this amazing experience and then it's always just like a a ghost from your past but i immediately get to be their facebook friend and we get to respond to each other and reply and talk you know Mm -hmm. like i i want to go with him next spring to the school the school bus graveyard where he'll be painting buses again and i was like all right i'm gonna be there how how's Georgia for you? Good. It's been really nice. We came down um, Thursday night 
Today we were kind of lazy. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. We had plans to go into town and do some stuff, but instead, uh, well, I recorded a different podcast in the morning and then just kind of lazed around. Right. And then we went out to, to dinner at this place, this steakhouse called the Red Barn, where I, I, I remember it like I ate this giant steak and at the end, you just, I just feel like kind of like, it feels like steak is oozing out of my pores. <laughs> Pardon the disgusting image, but it reminded me that uh, we went to the same place two years ago, and that night I wrote a song. Last night I ate a pound of steak. It was so delicious. Now it's 6 a.m. and I'm still awake. I wish that I was vegan. My what happened was I was signed up for the songwriting thing, and we and we had to write a song on the theme "Go Vegan Today," which is something which I will never do and have no desire to do, really. And right, and so like I had been thinking about like what am I going to do with this theme? And then that night I like <laughs> ate so much steak, and then I just felt so terrible the rest of the night. And I was like, All right, now I know where That's I, awesome. I know where I am with this thing. All right, like that happened on purpose, just yeah. so that you could have that experience. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. Actually, the Gina and Phil are pretty much vegetarians, so I've been eating like a vegetarian for like, two weeks. And it, in the conversations that we have about all of the ways that farm animals are treated and everything, um, I will definitely be a much better consumer from now on. I mean, I've always wanted to be a better consumer. I've always wished I could be a vegetarian. It's just very difficult. But um, I can be a better meat eater as far as buying only ever free-range organic. And then even better if you can go to a farm where they actually, like, kill them themselves versus buying all the store-bought crap or going to, like, fast food restaurants and everything, which I don't do that very much at all, ever, so... And I only use them when I have to. And I've only been to McDonald's twice, as to, which is the only fast food restaurant I have had. And I've only done it twice. And the first time I walked in, I was like, I'm just going to have a salad. And then I accidentally ordered a burger and french fries. <laughs> it was not my fault. How did it, just, it fell out of my mouth. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a salad. And then all of a sudden, they're like, what can I get for you? I was like, I'll totally have a Big Mac and a large fry. What? Who said that? It was very bizarre. <laughs> I was very hungry. It yeah. was a long day. Yeah. My, my body took over my brain and it just ordered for me. I was like, sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's free range beef, right? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's real bread, right? Was <laughs> everything made out of kitty litter? I don't know. I just need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mom I've only done it twice and I'm more up in change that's pretty good alright well I'll let you get to bed yeah I'm sleepy <laughs> I, I would imagine as the sun comes up as the moon goes down these happy notions creep around it makes me think long ago I was brought into this life A little lamb, a little lamb Courageous stumbling Fearless was my middle name But so